want you to do me a favor. I want you to tell all your friends about me. Suck in the guts, guys. We're the Ghostbusters. I am the one who knocks. My dark passenger. It was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. Don't call me Junior. I certainly hope this little incident hasn't put you offline, miss. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. Hi everyone, welcome back to Talking Geek, the geek podcast about all things geek. All things geeky. Geeky is hard to say. Geeky is hard <laughs> to say. It gets like stuck in the back of your throat. Geeky. So we were just listening to the opening song while um, before we recorded and or while it was playing and we were I, I, I was saying just as I pushed play that it was a shame that I I edited and put all those clips together so all the things that they're I was, all very ominous too. All the I things realized. like all the it's things building to like I'm going to kill you sort of like. Well, it is like, I am the one who knocks and, I and then he's my dark passenger. Like there's Dexter, like all these Dexter. people who kill people. Well, and then Superman, you know, um, it's still the safest way to travel. I put in there, right? I think that was the Superman clip I put in there, but I, did, I didn't put anything di- dirty dancing. No, you didn't put anything like lighthearted really other than like, well, I mean, Pac- Pac-Man's in there, but Simpsons, Pac-Man like the, eats people. The best of it was the best of times. It was the blurst of times. Yeah, but by, it's, even that's still like ominous. I think. Um. Well, it's funny if you can like if you remember if you can like. Remember I can't the picture the episode. I believe though. it's the episode when. Oh, you believe? Um, I'm not even sure. Uh, Burns ha- has. Um, it's a play on the if you put, you know, a thousand monkeys or like a million monkeys in a room, they they can you know by chance they'll happen to write um mm-hmm. like War and Peace or something like like, like that. But um, so Burns has. Uh, you know, a bunch of monkeys in a room and he comes over and he's, I think he's like telling somebody how they're going to write like the next masterpiece mm-hmm. and he walks over and they're, and he's like, it was the best says, of times. It was the worst of times and he gets all, and he gets angry. And so, um, <laughs> but we don't have anything dirty dancing on there. No, well, we don't have anything really like in the chick flicky kind of we like, mentioned oh yeah like, we, we, we don't did, have anything in that We realm. did a whole episode on our favorite, favorite movies, which was, oh yeah, the listeners by now. Should know that Dirty Dancing is my favorite. Well, tell us movie what and Superman's your favorite. Tell, tell the audience what we're doing this weekend. This is it's pretty unprecedented. So, <laughs> number one, I have to say, like, it's very rare that Dirty Dancing shows up anywhere. Like, up until probably five or six years ago, it didn't show up on my radar as being in any theater, like anywhere. Like, you know, sometimes movies come back, but that's really become more of a thing of the present, and especially with COVID, because there's no new movie releases coming out. Wait, can we take a break for a second? So we're taking, so we've started, we pretty much drink during every every episode, if not most. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I was having, we, we call them blueies, and they're basically, well, you make it. It's vodka and it's fresca. It's bla- uh, <laughs> blue raspberry vodka and fresca but you're just you're drinking one of those like um daiquiri like things that is out of the packet that is in the freezer that yeah we buy them at kroger for a dollar 99 but you put a shot in there what did you put in there rum rum Mm -hmm. because i thought it was um, tasted it's delicious so they're not quite strong enough i wanted a a little extra kick the white or the clear rum or white rum or whatever right that's because i i was like is she pouring vodka in there no, not vodka. You're the vodka person. You can't even tell I added extra alcohol to it. It's only like half a shot. But so go back to the oh. to this weekend. So anyway, as I was saying, it's oh it's, by the way, I did um, 
uh, a little plug for my for the Superman Booster Gold podcast that mm-hmm. I do because that's how much of a geek I am that I have my own solo, solo. Booster Gold Superman podcast. I did a whole episode um, for June talking about the different times that I've seen, um, the five times actually, um, that I've seen Superman the movie in the theater. So if you want to hear me detail... <laughs> In great detail. I don't even want to hear that. I did so that. anyone else wants to listen to that? Really? Like, I did you that think? on every time I saw it. And now it's actually going to be incomplete uh, because of this weekend. But keep going. Okay. So I was saying that it's rare that Dirty Dancing comes to the theater. But it has on a few times come somewhere locally. And now with COVID and no new movies coming out, there's all these pop-up drive-ins happening. Which I presume are happening in other states too. Like they're they're happening everywhere in Michigan. Like. Places that were formerly indoor movie theaters are creating outdoor theaters. Imagine Novi, um, or the Imagine Theater. The Imagine Theater, yeah, and and places that were drive-ins are all of a sudden like having this boom of resurgence. But there's no new movies to play, so they're bringing back old movies. So we've seen The Wizard of Oz. We've like Jaws has been replayed, Jurassic Park, like all of the. 80s 90s even older movie classics we saw trolls with the kids which was not we the did. best movie it was yeah, it was a kid's movie it was whatever. super co- I, the one thing i would say it was is all it, about music it was very colorful like the um that's a movie like they they know how to design a movie to like get kids attention like it's oh, a, yeah, kids love bright colors it's, it's gonna like that was one of the most colorful movies that i like i mean it, and it sound, held our kids attention it sounds silly to say but we saw it at the at the drive-in so you can you know look around and see three other movies going on at the same time and trolls was just yeah Super bright. So getting back to what I was saying before you so rudely interrupted me, as usual. Um, this Friday, the uh, a theater near us is playing Superman. And so, of course, we're going to go to the that. Original the Superman, original Superman. Uh, 1978. 1978. It, it's, it's one of the um, pop-up, or not pop-up, but the... Um, it's the an ima- indoor theater that the imagine The Imagine Theater. So the, um, the Imagine uh, chain of theaters... Uh, they're not huge, like I mean, they're not as big as like AMC or Regal, but imagine it's fairly big. And so the local one by us in Novi, Michigan, they are they converted um, outdoors. They're doing an outdoor drive-in. Yeah, they created um, a screen. Which and... I saw, I saw just today that WalMarts across the country are like converting, like are doing drive-ins, like all throughout. It's a great use of a parking but lot. But they're not doing. About... In, they're not doing it in Michigan. There's so. Huh. If anybody out there, if you don't have a drive-in by you, go to look Google Walmart drive-in because you might have one. Um, that's a really they're good doing way. all kinds like, of pop-ups. Like if you think about how big a Walmart parking lot is and all of that real estate, and if you can use the side of the building to put a white screen, which is basically what what the Imagine by Us is doing, great way to rake in some extra cash. You charge by the person or by the truck car load. Bring in a few. Um, what some porta potties so people have a place to go to the bathroom and bam extra cash. Getting back to the original story, <laughs> we're going to see Superman uh, in a couple of days from now, and then two days after that we're gonna go see Dirty Dancing. And I've never seen Dirty Dancing at a drive-in. You've seen Superman at a drive-in by yourself, but we're bringing the family along. This but time. it was this summer also, just yes. like due to coronavirus. Like I had never seen Superman the movie until. Um had to drive until the summer. Yeah. If you want to hear the story, listen to my recent episode uh, <laughs> but, where but I talk about it. But. What makes me excited is just the fact that Dirty Dancing and Superman are relevant enough to come back. I mean, the other movies that I was listing as being in the theater, Karate Kid, like I was saying, Jurassic Park, like these are classic movies. Mm-hmm. So it makes me excited to think that Dirty Dancing is in that echelon. The Dirty Dancing one's interesting because it truly is a pop-up. The um, 
the Superman is at imagine the Imagine Novi Theater. They're oh, yeah. like the, they're, the they're, Dirty Dancing's on a blow up screen, but it's a which huge we've one. We've talked about getting we've a talked screen. about not so, that big though. No, that's what I'm saying. The the Imagine Novi where Superman's playing this weekend, they've converted and put like a big giant screen on the side of their building. Mm-hmm. It's huge. They had to take down a uh, part of their sign their or neon sign. And Basically. it's it's huge. It's still the size of a regular drive-in, but it's it's on the side of a building. Um, Dirty Dancing is on one a big giant blow-up, which you can go on Amazon and look up backyard blow-up mm-hmm. um, uh, movie screens. This one's not, that, and and I can huge. we've talked we considered earlier in the summer. It's August. We probably won't do it now because um, weather's changing. Weather's changing. Yeah. Plus, we've been going to enough drive-ins that it's not worth it. But like, well, I was backyard con- movie. I was considering like a twenty footer but yeah. the dirty dancing one is on like a 55 inch yeah, blow-up screen size. no it's like cute like that's gotta that's not just for somebody's backyard that no. is a um I don't, it's a pop-up movie theater yeah. is what it is and so. it's even though it's a pop-up they still it's are we popping our peas all these peas it's not as diy as you think because it's still the same way that a regular movie theater does it where the audio is going to come over the FM station. So, yeah. you know, they're, they're big enough yeah, it's not like they're that they're transmitting speakers. their, I don't know how to, you know, um, I mean, it's probably not hard, like, but how to transmit, audio. how to transmit, like you got to like, I mean, it's, it makes it a little bit more official the way, cause that's exactly how regular drive-ins do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's going to be a fun weekend with, uh, d- dirty dancing at the, at the movies on. Yeah. We did a whole episode about our two favorite movies and now we're seeing them at drive-ins in the same weekend. Would not have happened in in a pre pandemic world. So no, and I'm I don't a, have much to thank COVID nineteen for. I have, but this I'm a little bit OCD when it comes to Superman stuff. But I'm subscribed to enough things that the information just comes to me. Right. Dirty dancing stuff. Well, we it helps to- that there's a local. Um, radio and talk show personality who is also more obsessed with Superman than you because I think he sponsors a lot of this. I stuff. don't think he's more obsessed. He has more resources for sure. Fair enough to make things happen fair enough he's only it's hard uh, to measure a level of obsession, we're talking about so i uh, withdraw my comments so anybody who might be listening in our um our vicinity we're talking about jay towers from um yeah what is he 100 100.3 100. he's, he's, he's been at other radio he's a giant too, superman fan but he's really only a fan of the christopher reeve movies he isn't really a superman f- he's a fan of the christopher reeve movies okay. he's he's not really a comic book he's he doesn't really read the comics or even He's not even huge into that the Henry Cavill movies. Well, no, 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 no. I mean, there's all kinds of fans. And I don't, I don't like. I'm joking. Let's get into today's no, topic. No, no, no. But what I wanted to say was that um, he's he's a big fan. So he, yeah, he was able to organize the the um, the, su- the, the Superman. Screening, yeah. And that and it, it, that'll be cool because we're there and they're going to be providing mass and things. But he has the resources to do it. I, I, I wouldn't say he's a bigger fan. He's just I withdrew my comment. <laughs> We're okay. okay. All right. So what's today's episode about? With everyone home with COVID, I thought it would be good for us to talk about a TV show that is binge worthy. And that TV show is Ozark on Netflix. Well, let me, let me, this is you, you're going to be leading the episode in general. Like you came up with, you wrote the agenda, which I think we've mentioned this before, but usually one of us. Has yeah, we've the, got notes. One of us has the idea for an episode, and we will write the agenda, and the other person will come or add their ideas uh, to the Google document. But in general, it's usually one person's idea. So this, but this episode was your idea. But Ozark has—I've been watching Ozark since it 
since I was interested before it even premiered back in 2017, I believe season one aired on um, Netflix. There, the, Ozark is a Netflix show, Jason Bateman, and you're going to go into some of that detail. But I just want to say that this was your your idea, but I was the original OG Ozark fan I'm, in the house. I'm, I'm not arguing who, who came <laughs> right. when and what. I'm true, just true. like... All right, go I, ahead. So for those of you who have not seen Ozark, I pulled the, the plot synopsis so I could just read this to you because hopefully you still listen to us banter, even if you have no clue what we're talking about, at least in my head. That's what I like to think. So... Um, it's created by Bill DeBuque. I don't know how to pronounce his last name from the accountant and the judge. It says, what's the accountant? Just the accountant. I don't know. Is the judge the movie that, uh, the Robert Duvall, um, I think so. Yeah. Um, which was good with Robert Duvall and, um, Iron Man. What's his face? Robert Downey Jr. And, um, the Kingpin as well. He was one of the brothers. Oh, um, What's his, uh, Vincent D'Onofrio? Yes, he was in it too, which is very good, by the way. Um, this drama series stars Jason Bateman as Marty Bird, a financial planner who relocates his family from Chicago to a summer resort community in the Ozarks. With wife Wendy and their two kids in tow, Marty is on the move after a money laundering scheme goes wrong, <laughs> forcing him like, to pay yeah. off a substantial debt to a Mexican drug lord in order to keep his family safe. While the bird's fate hangs in the balance, the dire circumstances force the fractured family to reconnect. I did not write that. That's just straight out of IMDb. no, but no, 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 no. no your but your synopsis like you, you like tone, my reading voice. Your like tone of like yes, your, I have to turn on my communicate voice. Like, so I pulled it up. Uh, I'm see, probably reading too quickly, honestly. For for if this were a true, I mean, it's a podcast. Well, if we're listening, listening at 1.3, like you are. <laughs> I had to drop back. I listened to my podcast at 1.3 for a while, but then I just had to drop it back. It was like, I mean, I for a while, like years, and I was like, one of my favorite podcasters is a fast talker, and so I like had to drop my podcast back to 1.1, and I just did it like default across all of them, and mm-hmm. so now I just listen to all my podcasts at 1.1, and it sounds normal, and earlier today, I was listening to, we were... How did you even know what I was set at? Like, because it was too fast. I was like, "This is too fast for me." We were talking about different. Um, you had listened to a coronavirus podcast um, mm-hmm. about the science of coronavirus. Um, it was, was the theory of the origin. It was the the theory of where it's because it's still a debate. Was did coronavirus come from bats? Uh, you know, was it created in a lab? Was human made? Animal made? And it led to an interesting discussion by us, like which is scarier. I could argue that human made is animal made. Is it scarier for to think about the virus being made in a lab? Or is it scarier to think of a virus? Way off topic, by no, the way. No, no, no. It's not off topic because... How does that link back to Ozark? Circle us back around, D-Train. Well, because we were talking about the... Oh, I know how speed. we got there. How do you get us back? Well, how do I get... Well, I just jump back. I just stop what I'm talking about. <laughs> so the series premiered um, on July 21st, 2017, each episode has been 10, or each season has is 10 episodes long. Except the last season's not going to be. They've already announced oh, episode, that. Well, yeah, because they're splitting it up. They said the fourth and final season um, will be 14 episodes split into two parts. So one of those weird things where to us, to, to, to the audience, it's basically going to be seasons four and five. But... You can always tell when these things are like contract related because they say they're like yeah they're like, we're only going to be like four season, seasons they're like but... season four parts one and two well 
just call them seasons five, four and five. But. Yeah. Well, they they did the same thing in Breaking Bad. It's it's definitely so. Let me ask you this before we jump into it, and so we're we're gonna be spoiling this a lot. Oh yeah, um, every episode is be, spoilers well, or something. Well, that's true. We're not going to spoil every episode, but because that's 30 episodes to talk about. But we're going to talk about the series. No, I'm saying every episode we record has spoiled something oh, yeah, in yeah, some, yeah. Land, yeah. some way. Um, so we're going to be doing uh, spoilers. But, but I want to hear what finally made you want to watch it. Because I've been saying how good this show was since this first season. But I'm curious. After the third season, I was like, this show is really good. But then something clicked and you're like... Yeah, I'll give it a watch, which was not a bad time. Like it's it's never it's always a great time to jump into a show that's really mm-hmm. good when there's tons of episodes to watch and you just binge them all. So I, th- I think I, it- I even said while you were watching it, like I envy you. You can just like like you just get yeah. to go from season quite one to- like how I read Saga all the way to the end issues one through 54. Well, not technically the end, but I read it all in basically like a week. Nice plug. Listen to our saga episode. Yeah, it's from good. our saga review. Gosh, that needs to, that that comic needs to come back. Anyway, um, I think it was really just timing. Like, I don't like being told what to do. I'm very stubborn. So when somebody tells me you need to watch this show, I'm usually going to resist. Now, if two or three people tell me you need to watch this show, I might look into it or consider it or be like, okay, well that's multiple data points, so I'll look into it. Whatever. But in this particular case, I think it was just a matter of. I wanted something to watch. I was looking for something to watch and you had brought that up on a few occasions. And I think you had finished episode three or season three. Um, The way that you binge watched season three was, was a big data point because it's 10 episodes and you watched it in three days and the night. Well, I don't three. I'm not sure. Was it three days? I, I watched it in three sessions. Well, I, it I, might not have been back to back. It might've been it over might like four, four or five days, days, but I watched it. Like I watched two episodes and then I watched, Four, four episodes four. and then four. And they're they're hour long episodes. <laughs> it was like, yeah. They're they're sometimes they're an hour and two. I minutes couldn't get enough. And, so I was like, man, this is like something is that good because it it takes a lot to draw you in that much to keep you to stay up. Like not that mm-hmm. you fall asleep easy, but so I knew like there's there's something to it, and I was in between shows. I didn't feel like watching the last season of House of Cards, which I still need to watch and I haven't. And I I feel I need to circle back to that and I will, but. I haven't been in the mood for that, and I didn't want to watch like a, a comedy, so I was just like, well, let's watch Ozark, so I did. <laughs> now, I took my time more with it than you did. Like I, I watched a season over maybe a cor- the course of a week or a week and a half, and then I, know, I, was, I took a few days off, and I was I watched like, another season. Like, it, it took me about a month to watch your wa- it. Your watching of it made me wonder, which I don't think this is the case. I think you really enjoyed it, and I want to hear your thoughts, but I was like, is she not enjoying this as much as I could? Because if I could watch this as she's able to with 30 episodes at my fingers and I, that I'm, I would be mm-hmm. like watching like two or three episodes at night, like, and you'd be like watch one episode and just be done. And I was like, is she not enjoying as much? Like, does she not? No, I, I like to string it out. Like, first of all, I'm much more of a fan of TV than I am of movies. And it's because of the short format. I like to like watch something for an hour and turn it off. It's not like that. That is my mo. Or like, I feel maybe like, I'll watch two half an hour shows and I'm done. Like, I, I feel like the paradigm is shifting because of how good TV is these days. Yeah, but I, but tra- traditionally, I think we we would both agree that I'm more of a movie person. Yeah, I I would I would agree. Like, it it, it especially like early on when we were dating, or even early into our marriage before TV paradigm started to shift. You would often be like, what movie are we going to watch tonight? And I would watch a movie with you, but in my head, I'm like, oh, I don't want to put in a two-hour movie. I don't want, like, 
because I, I like to do other things or I just like the it's a longer form story usually with um, serial, serial episodes. But um, yeah, I was happy with the pace. I don't mind a little suspense between episodes sometimes. When it's available, like the Netflix model is. I, I like I, I do not understand the people out there who say that they don't like the Netflix model or not 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 that they don't like it but that they wish it's a binge model but that but that they wish things were released that they Weekly. prefer things to be re- released week to week well it gives because, you more time to watch it if you're like man I just don't no, have the time to watch TV but, like but nothing stops anybody like for it instance keeps you from being a lot spoiled. of a lot of Amazon shows are released weekly actually and a lot of Hulu shows Hulu originals and Amazon originals and things are it's it's it actually is fairly common for things to be released weekly. Now we don't yeah. watch many Amazon originals. There are some that we've watched. Um, we, we just watched well we're in the process of watching the Titan Games which is released weekly on Hulu. No. It's released on like just ABC T. It's just on network TV. Oh, well whatever we it's on. But we have watched like um uh other shows that are that are exclusive to those platforms. But I guess what I'm Mindy saying Project is was one. nobody's there sto- we go. nothing that stopping anybody from like if you don't want to watch it week like if you don't want to wa- binge watch something or if mm-hmm. you want to want if you only want to if you only want to watch yeah one episode a week self control bitches but if you can give it to me and maybe like let me watch it at my own pace like maybe I will only watch one episode a night but or maybe maybe I yeah. have this time and I watch two like I. It's on your own time. I can't endorse the Netflix model of releasing everything at once more. Like, give it to, like, nothing's stopping me except for my own schedule. Like, yeah, the only problem it creates is spoilers will come out much faster because people can watch it in a day if they dedicate an entire day and then write articles about it or whatever. So, like, I haven't heard you have to be more careful. I haven't heard this criticism in a while because it's been Netflix has been putting original content out for a while, but for a long time, the podcast that we all numerous podcasts we would listen to were some of the bigger, you know, slash film casts and even IGN. Um, what was their TV show called or the TV podcast? Well, whatever. We, we would listen to like bigger yeah. shows and they came at it from like the review standpoint. They're like, this is tough. To, like, I don't yeah. like this model because I can't, like, I'm expected I have, to have a I have, review. I have to watch the whole thing. And review. Well, I'm like, okay, that's fine. I, if you're a reviewer, maybe it sucks, but as a, well, cause it's a, it's a race to the top, right? Because there's, 15 other sites that are reviewing and if you're not out within a reasonable time frame people will get their review elsewhere but as a viewer it's the preferred model and agreed and i mean it's completely different as the viewer because yeah as the as a reviewer you want to get it out as soon as possible after it's released which means you're screwed if like a uh hour-long series with 10 episodes comes out because now you got to spend all day watching the show even when even I prefer to binge, even if it's a show that I haven't gotten. Like, for instance, we didn't get to Netflix, um, the Netflix uh, Defenders for about a year after, or, mm-hmm. or even, or Daredevil Season 3 until like oh a gosh, year after a while, they, yeah. after they were released, which was a shame because those oh, are both so excellent. Good. Especially Daredevil I Season 3. I could rewatch three, it. Especially Daredevil Season 3. But did we watch this one episode a week? No. no. Once we actually got to Some it. Some nights we watched two. Once we got to it, we binged it. So I guess, long story short, just the binge model is like my preferred oh, I love model. It. Well, for serial shows, I think that's the big caveat. Because if it's a show that the episodes are not linked, who cares? Like, I have been slowly making my way through the blacklist forever because... I thought have, I thought you might have abandoned that show. I kind of have, yeah. We need to, speaking of shows that 
are kind of serialized, but are, we we need it, to finish. It's one of those shows. We need it's to like X Files. There's like a higher. There's like a, a higher level arc, but then each episode is a little different. We need to finish the last season of The Flash. We do season six or whatever. I wish The Flash was a twelve episode season. Twenty three is just too many. It is. Although we watched up through like nine or ten, like whatever was the lead up to the Crisis crossover. We did, yeah. So we really only have half a season to watch. We are so far off topic. Let's get back to. <laughs> I think we were still. You asked me why I watched Ozark. And then we talked about binging and all oh, the other things actually, that go before, with it. I, I have one more anecdote for myself before we get to this. And I think I might have talked about it on this show. Not positive about that, though. But that um, <laughs> I got into this show. One of the things that really interests So I was in on this show from the ground floor, which, yeah. which I'm not going to say I was unique. I think this was oh, a show. It's big. It's always this is a show I think that came big. Unlike Breaking Bad, which we were still pretty early on Breaking Bad, but we didn't get into yeah, it. Breaking until, Bad wasn't. Big I think we were the later, end like of three. season. I think we were the end of season two. We got into. The, we got in before it got big, but not too long before it got big. Yeah. Ozark, I think, was big right from the beginning. Yeah. Or, or, or I shouldn't say big. I don't know how well the show does. I think the show was critically acclaimed from the beginning and would get written about quite a bit from the beginning, but. I just wanted to say the anecdote is like how much of a like my like primitive snake brain my my like my like my um your snake brain usually I've, ape is what I've heard it say referred to as snake I've heard it you know ape or lizard brain but how much of like just the like male like like uh you know banging on your chest like me want woman I when the when the show like the uh, preview Was for there the, someone had in it I remember the the trailer for the show the very first trailer was. Jason Bateman and like clearly there was like some sort of like mob something going on like with money but then there was like they would show like the f- very first trailer was like they would show like they would cut to like inside of a strip club and you you know uh, Marty buys the strip club yeah which is probably why I was like initially not wanting to watch the but show but they would like, they would cut to like so like they get you like I mean they didn't get me obviously marketers know how to market to like yeah a certain audience because like i was like ooh, like uh sort of like a show the sex sort of like a breaking badish type show but with some sexuality here with like in the strip club and actually the sexuality like i think got downplayed after season i don't even think he's at the strip club after season one no right? that's one of my criticisms of it their their side businesses completely disappear when they start to focus on the casino but and i want to get into the nitty-gritty of the show in a minute but i just wanted to um call out myself and say I'm not ashamed of it, but like it was definitely the mix of like violence, like sort of like the like everything that like the people say vi- video games are bad for, yeah. like the violence, the sexuality that like drew me in, and so I was. So over over the course of the first ten days that season three premiered, mm-hmm. 8.7 million people watched it. There were 8.7 million views in the first ten days that season three premiered. That's nuts. It's up from the first other two. No, I, I don't so, want to like, say. There are other people like me who joined in later the on. The original, but. the original trailers were more than just like violence and sex, but it was there was definitely like. Oh come on, violence and sex. They did a good in. job of editing. I, I I guess I'll just say that they did a, a good. I can still picture the first. Oh, in, in 2017, Ozark was the the uh, most popular streaming show of that summer oh really so when it came out yeah but i can still so pic- you're right it was big i can still picture the you know in um that first teaser or the first trailer for the show and like the color palette i i should i should back up a second it was not all the sexuality and violence like the cinematography was great in it you want to know what was number two for on demand um mm-hmm. that hold, same hold, summer no, no. 
summer 2017 yeah you're not gonna get it bojack horseman no star trek i'm talking about overall streaming it was star trek discovery on cbs All oh Access. i didn't realize that show star- i thought the show was fall 2017 and then i've heard really good things um, about star stranger trek things on netflix and then the handmaid's tale which handmaid's tale is very big too like i know tons of people who watch that but so so let's let's dive in let's talk about season one for a minute and the defenders by the way was um in the top 10 Along with oh, 2017. Just, I don't just think we got things. to the Defenders until 2019. Yeah. Which was... Which, no, I think it was 2018 because we watched the Defenders in, I think, 2018. But it was a shame that we got, didn't get to that show for so long. Yeah, and it, apparently, like, Star Trek Discovery came out towards the end of summer because it did top fall in, in terms of top 10. It was number one in, in the top 10. But, By then, people were done watching Ozark and so switched. Let's dive into season one a little bit. Season one... the, the we're, season one was phenomenal. We're not going to go episode by episode, but I do want to talk about a little bit about about the premiere, um, the season premiere of season one, because the show starts off. They're living in Chicago. Marty Bird is the character played by Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. Wendy Bird is the character played by Laura Linney, and, and they've got two kids. They're they like have, your typical like like family, you know, your typical suburban. I guess it's suburban Chicago, but um the family middle class middle class suburban like upper, you, maybe upper middle the, class the show um and i remember i haven't watched the premiere the since father works the moms i haven't home, watched the, the premiere are... since 2017 so it's been three years but you i saw snippets while you were rewatching it recently so i was reminded of some things yeah and the show opens um if not the opening scene is one of the first scenes is marty he's an accountant and he's at his desk, and he has clients in his office, and he's he's yes. watching what we think is porn. Like I don't even think we know it's his wife. No, and he's watching someone get banged doggy style from behind. And so we don't know where the show is going. And then like his 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 um business partner like stops by, and he like quickly turns it off, and then then they see client, they start to see some clients. And- but I remember telling you, um, back in 2017 when I watched the show that. I felt like episode one of this show started at like where episode or like, you know, season four or five of Breaking Bad was like in terms yeah. of the tension. Well, I, I, I think, think the tension, this show started like the, by the end of episode one. Yeah. I people think are, are dead. Stakes I think they're are high. In. The stakes are super high just by the first episode. Well, and I, I think that was very smart of Netflix to, to, to do it that way and to write it that way. Honestly, because you had the guy off, you know, you had you have this the family lover thrown off the, um, the balcony. Yeah. The whole scene with um, the Mexican cartel and the Mexican, um, he actually isn't the head, but you don't know that at yeah. the time. But like the, think he's the, head the, Mexican, the Mexican leader cartel. who, who comes have, in, he doesn't trust the whole standoff. Them. Yeah, or he's not, like, so, someone not, has been stealing from me. Actually, it's not a standoff. That makes it sound like... No, both, there's no shooting. It, it, well, it's, it's, it's not a standoff that, like, usually think of, like, both sides are, like, yeah. pointing... No, it's not at all. It's came, a massacre. Yeah, it's a massacre. Well, and... he thinks someone's stealing. And actually, what you come to find out is he was speculating. He wasn't even quite sure. He thought someone was skimming a little off the top. Turns out Marty's business partner was. Shoots him dead in the head. Shoots his other... His, his like, money runners in the head. Leaves Marty... Almost kills Marty, too, and then Marty talks him out of it. And that is classic Marty. And you'll see that throughout season one, season two, and season three is he talks his way out of death so many times and proves his value. Like, he's so good with the numbers that and, – and the show does a good job of, like, telling you, like, Marty is is irreplaceable because he's so good with the numbers and he does things that the FBI, even while sitting and sharing an office with him, cannot catch him in the act of doing 
He is damn fine good at his job. I only hope that I can be that good at my job that is legal, you know? So like, I want to jump around a bit because, so... Well, I, yeah, I just, I I just give, outlined seasons one through three. I want to give that. a quick synopsis of seasons one, season two, and season three. And you had an idea for how to quickly recap, so yeah. go ahead. So in my head, like, season one is keep your family alive by setting up shop in the Ozark. And prove that you can even launder money in the Ozarks. That, that was season one, like... Bird and family move moved from Chicago to the Ozarks and said, "We're gonna we're gonna prove to this cartel that we deserve to live, and that we can launder money here, because that's how Marty saved himself in episode one is by saying, look, I have this great idea. We can launder tons of money down here.' So that was season one. Season two was he pissed off the locals who were already distributing product and laundering money in that same area. So then season two was like. Figure out how to not fuck, like how to deal with the locals and launder even more money, which means build a casino. And then season three was run the casino under the eye of the feds and open a second casino. Those were the three seasons. That was a good recap. And so I, I wanted to say that. So it keeps just getting bigger. It builds. So I'm I, glad that there's only a season four because I'm like, what What are they going to do on top of building two casinos? What I, well, I, I want to speculate about a season four at the end of the episode. But what I want to do, what, what, what I want to do is talk about each character and are the birds good people. Or But since we're recapping the seasons real you quick. You say what I want to do, but that's my agenda, bitch. But since <laughs> the, um, since we just recapped the seasons, I will say that I thought, I think seasons one and three are pretty equivalent. I think they were, um, I really, I mean, I watched season three the fastest, but I wouldn't mm-hmm. say season three was the best, but I think it's equivalent with season one. I think season two is, une- I shouldn't say unequivocally, well, I could say unequivocally for me, mm-hmm. the worst. Like, But I say worst is, well, season two is really good, but I feel like it suffers from, um, I mean, as much as I, I even gonna, I'm going to like preface this as, Season two was still good, and I think that's clear that like I was enthused. I was in. I was enough. I was still jazzed enough after season. There's a two. lot of politics. Well, in season two. I was still jazzed enough about the show after season two to like yeah. binge season three as fast as I did. But season two, I feel like suffers from Star Wars prequelitis, where <laughs> in you know in, in in the prequels you're getting into the especially especially Phantom Menace. You're getting into like trade know, like, wars, trade wars, and government and, and block, politics, blockades. And all these things that are yeah. like, you know, we're, we've just been watching the, yeah, that's the, how life is though. We've been watching Star Wars with our kids and there are six, seven now, seven and three, seven. Um, our oldest son just had his birthday in, four. Ju- in July, which seven is and four, not three, or three. Did I say three? Yeah. Seven yes. and four. Actually seven going on five. Going on five yeah. So, um, our kids are getting up there now. They're, they're getting School up there, ages. which is crazy because we started this podcast before they were born, but and yet we you still haven't even hit 100 episodes. What the fuck? Well, because we took like a, what, five, four year, <laughs> well, like a three and a half year break or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I mean, I think what you're trying to articulate Well, what I'm trying is... to say is that you get into the these weeds, these political weeds that yeah. I feel like aren't interesting. And season two of Ozark That's a gets good part of it, into yeah. these, gets into this but, the weeds of getting this casino going. But season and it two drags also it develops side characters more. It develops um Wyatt more it develops um Ruth more Langmore and and Wyatt and Ruth Langmore it develops them more their cousins and uh 
you know, Ruth is a big helper for that's for true. We Marty, didn't mention, and like we have not mentioned the, kind of we have not mentioned the Langmores at all, and so and, Ruth is Ruth is, I would say, as she's a lead. I wouldn't like yeah. like like Wyatt. Is, is Wyatt's a side character. Ruth is a lead. Well, yeah. he's like he's like yeah, he's a side character, and but Ruth, I think, is a lead. I think the th- I, I like know, Ruth a lot. I don't know if you would agree, but I think this show she's has, Marty's right hand man. I think Marty, Jason Bateman, yeah. Laura Linney, and I feel bad. But I don't know the person who plays Ruth's name, but I feel like those three. I think those are the lead characters. Yeah, absolutely, I agree. And I then, don't. And then think, there's people from the cartel. I don't think Ruth is and, a side character. No, she's a main character. Um, but she, her plot is more significantly developed, and her her character is more significantly developed. And honestly, so is maybe so is Laura Linney's character. I don't, she owns season two. I will it agree. Is all about well, her. Well, I would say the second and her half. Ascension I'd say the second half. Okay, fair enough. I think the first. I the more I think about it, or or you know, not not the more. As I'm thinking about it in the moment, right now, I'm like and in the moment. Well, yeah. Um, I don't think season two is nearly as strong. Actually, I it's 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 not weak, but well, the stakes are different because in season one, Marty is running from it. I don't think there's the life or death stakes in season two. There are though. There are. Well, you just rewatched it, so you can school me on. There that. absolutely are. in In season two, um, for one, there's a scene where the cartel is breaking into the bird's home, and there's an opportunity for their younger son to kill one of the. I thought the that cartel was the guys. season one. No, that's in season two. Okay. Okay. So yeah, there's there's stakes which, there. Which let me just say the crossover between Ozark and Daredevil. Is that the boy who plays, um, who's the son in Ozark? Is he plays young, young Matt? Daredevil. Yeah, yeah. In young seasons Matt. one and three, I don't think he's in two. It's the same kid. But he's in. No, it is. I've checked. I no, no, no. It is the same kid. I, I don't think he's in season two. I think that act. I think he only plays young Matt Murdock oh. in seasons one and well, three. Either way, I mean, there's, there are stakes, but the stakes in season two are local. So they've. They've satisfied as much as they can with the cartel, but now they're they're fighting the Snells, and the Snells are ruthless people. Especially, the, I mean, the husband is cunning, but the wife—I mean, she is just reckless. So, so I want to I want to jump in here because I feel like we could have an interesting discussion. You have here on the agenda: Are the birds good parents? I'd like to discuss that, but I also want to discuss: Are they good people? Well, yes, I, I have that. I thought I had that on here, but yes, it's it's both. Are they good people and are they good parents? Well, what do you think? What let's let's go with the more general good people. It depends on what a good person is. Are they law abiding people? No, I don't. So and, I guess and, and I'll jump in. They and do you... things that cause other people to die for their own safety. One might argue. I think one of the fascinating things about this show. One of the most fascinating. Is it fair to ask me a question and then jump in with your own opinion? I don't well, know. I thought you were done. No. Oh, go well, ahead though. Keep, you keep already going. started. Well, no? I think one of those most fascinating things about this show, one of the most the, the praise that I can give, and 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 this has to come in season two, which I was just dogging season two a second ago. But I have to like this show is amazing in the way that it treats, um, I guess female empowerment or the way that it women i wouldn't go that far actually strong women the characters. way that it treats marty's wife laura linney she in season one laura early, linney's a fantastic early actress. on yeah i love her and i mean kevin spacey is i still think he's a pretty good actor regardless of all the stuff that's like gone on he's a terrible human being from what everything we can tell but 
um, uh, shoot, the movie's like I'm blanking on the movie that he did with Laura Linney, which is my whole point. Life of David Gale. Yes, life, life. That movie is. She's amazing, and, and she's, that's early in her career. She's done so many. She's other really good too. in that movie. Um, but yes, Laura Linney's awesome. But we, you know, uh, peek behind the curtain. We paused a second ago to uh, so you could go to the restroom, and I asked you what was the name of because I couldn't remember her character's name, the name of the wife in Breaking Bad, and it's Skyler Anna Gunn. I knew it's funny I knew her real name, but I yeah. couldn't remember the character's name because I feel she's like she's a victim. I feel like Laura Linney and Laura in Linney season one really felt a lot like Skyler, but then season two she became her own. She really came to her own. I would she argue wanted even power. In, in season one, she did too. She bought the funeral home on her own. No, that's true. She bought the house that they were living in without Marty having seen it. But like, I guess what I'm saying... She carried that well, family. She was strong, but she wasn't as power hungry. I don't think she... She got I, a taste. I think she was doing what she needed to do in season one. In season two... But she was two, still a strong enough woman. I would say I guess, Skylar didn't do what she needed to do during much of the series like she well we until should, the end we needed to have a whole breaking bad episode um but i guess what i'm saying i, I she wanna, didn't stand up to I don't, Walt until she i don't really want to talk about breaking bad yeah my, the, the point of what i'm bringing up is i feel like she was just she was the typical wife character in in my mind she was your she, homemaker she was the she typical didn't work anymore laura linney was the typical wife character in season one she didn't know what was going on she was sort of in the dark for uh a while stereotypical wife character not like like we say typical i don't really like using that what's phrase, the difference but... can i can, I, can we break for a second what's the difference between typical and stereotypical well typical to me implies that that's how you think every wife should be like that's, that's should the be or is, de- is is depicted stereotypical is to me the way is depicted versus typical is like but in, when you're talking actual, about tv i eh. guess when you're talking about tv they're almost uh synonymous but i i, I, I just want to clarify I that being see, a woman i, I don't see want that to be marginalized i see that distinction you're making and it's a good point so i'll take that um because that is a good point like i'm not talking about real life but i guess like she, she's the stereotypical wife from what you think of like you oh used to have a career the, she's well, she put it aside no, to not, raise the children not even that but like well yeah that i guess that's and, a big part of it and she that like the, has flashbacks and that the longings. husband is like into the into a criminal enterprise and he's trying to keep it secret from his family and his wife in particular no she was in on it from the beginning that's not true at all he tried to like downplay it i guess he might have drowned, tra- downplayed the danger, but she was a part of the decision. I mean, they even what showed I'm that saying, in flashbacks. I guess she what, knew from day what one. I want to get it was to, never a secret. My point is true, true, true. And and I have to default to you because you've watched, as I said, you've watched season one more recently than me. So I guess I'm going off. Yeah. A, I mean, she was season, very much a part of the decision to of, join the firm and, and or not, for the firm to make the agreement with the cartel. She knew all But some of, uh, so I, a lot of my season one is going by memory from a few years ago. But I, what I'm trying to say is that she really came into her own and became the, mm-hmm. Power. Yeah. I mean, it's sort of, it's sort of very analogous now uh, to her role. Is very analogous to 
Michael Corleone's role in The Godfather, where he was sort of reluctant at the beginning, and he, yeah. he was involved. But then she got a but, taste of it. But then at and the end, more. Michael, you know, at the end of The Godfather one, yeah. Michael is in it. He's the boss now. Yeah. And at the end of at the end of season two, Laura Linney's almost the boss, and Marty's going along. Like oh, by, he doesn't want he doesn't yeah. want the casino. By season three, it's exactly that way because there's there's a time where Marty is in in. I, I say jail, but not really in jail. He's being held prisoner by the so, cartel, and she's running the show with the lawyer lady because she has to, and she's making the decisions. I mean, she was the one who moved forward with the second casino, which then triggered the FBI and all the other downstream shit. Marty didn't want that, and then there he is, working I, with the FBI, ready to turn himself in. I think the female, from my perspective, is the female empowerment towards the... um the nefarious um and the illegal dealings that are of the cartel but the the female well, i mean their their main lawyer was a chick the, the female i think this show is good would have been good if they took a different route but i think this show is extra strong due to its like it it started off one thing and i really think it shifted to another um with season two with it becoming the the um the rise of the of, rise of Laura Linney. Of um, her character. Of what, her character's um, her last name. What's is her? Bird. No, but what, what? What's her first name? I'm blanking. I know. I'm. I am too. I'm blanking on her first name. But the rise of her of her character, I think, and that carries into season three, and season three is the power struggle. There, what season three is. Um, really dominated by the power struggle, at least in the early episodes. The power struggle between between Marty. Marty and his and, wife. And his wife, which, as much as I'm saying she's Her empowered. Her name's Wendy, by oh, the way. Wendy. I actually had that in my mind. I blame it on the Bluey. Uh, <laughs> I blame it on the Bluey that I couldn't. Yeah, her, na- her name is Wendy. I had it in my it mind is, earlier. It's, it's a power struggle. It's 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 a intramarriage power struggle. And so which much so, so, they end up, up separate. I thought that was so awesome to watch. and But heaven forbid it happens in your real life, right? Well, like, true. I mean, I don't wouldn't want anything in this show and that happens to happen in real life. Because, right. That's right. Because we both know I'm the dominant one in the marriage. And, you know, that's how it's going to stay. But <laughs> I have to give this show so much credit because I want good stories. I don't have to have good stories. I... I am de- I'm I'm a liberal. I vote liberal usually, uh, but I don't have to have stories that cater to liberal values necessarily. I, I don't have to, you know. There's I don't have to ha- like every story doesn't have to be about a person of color or a, or a, a story can be about a white man and I'm a white straight man and I'm fine with it. Well, but th- this is no, I don't. Well, think it started it off that way. It started off one. that way. Well, I mean, you just talked about the trailer. Trying to appeal true, to men true. with women it, and it, the, and the, sex the and trailer drugs and violence. appealed to me in a way that like was but to it my, turned to that to that lizard ape brain. But well, the show Darlene Snell is also a very strong female character. I don't like her. I don't either. I don't like that character. She's a strong character. You can't deny that. Like even she's, if you don't like her, she's reckless. That's true. So the Snells are introduced in season one and. They they have the foes that they, I referenced. They earlier. have a hairy, hair, They have a heroin operation going on. Yes, and not to be con- not to be confused with female heroes, the drug heroin. Is it pronounced the same heroin and uh, yeah? I guess it is pronounced the same. Or very, very. Uh, they, yeah, they have a drug heroin problem, and 
they yes yeah, so they grow poppies they they the snells are introduced and 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 they're the locals that are running um in the operation and, and of course the birds get wrapped up in that yeah there's competition not not so much competition for distribution but competition for money laundering the snells or the the birds end up buying a business that the snells were using to to launder money namely will... the the um strip club so i want to hear your thoughts because I don't like my. You're not supposed to like her character, but I don't like the Snell's um, wife's character. No, I don't either. But I'm not saying I don't. Her name's like Darlene, it. by the way. It's not like Dar- Darlene Snell. Like it isn't. But what I'm saying is, I, I, I wish. I don't think you're supposed to like her. No, no, no. I. But, but you are. I supposed wish to have I didn't some see the actress as much as she was on the show. Is is what I'm saying? Like, I don't. <laughs> She's, you don't like the character. Either. I don't like the character or the actor. I, well, guess what? When we get to predictions for season four, I think you're going to see a lot of her because I think she's going to be the main protagonist like, in four. It isn't. It isn't. I love to hate scenario. I I don't like that character, and I don't really like when she's on the screen. Yeah. Um. Her husband was actually pretty. I liked him. He was. A, he was. A, he was very philosophical. He had. Although he, biblical, he had also. a moral code that was interesting. Yes, the the um the husband um the you don't have a moral code when you just off your husband. I mean that's like honestly, but that's what happened. And here. so um she becomes much more of a character. I mean actually not much. She's more... marginalized in season three. I mean she's not really. I mean she's there in season three, but it's her her role is very small. But I think it's building. I, I think she's going to be a very big character in season four. I ho- because the birds wronged them. They wronged the the um, Missouri mob. And they're gunning. So we can go back that's, to it. That's what I think is going to happen. We can come back four. to seasons one through three in a minute. It, but I want to hear predictions for season four. Because I want to hear what you think. Because So at the end, spoilers, I, I, um, the end of season three, the lawyer character... Um, who's a very strong... The, this this show does a great job of having really strong female characters, and they had a, a female lawyer. Um, the, lo- on, the cartel's lawyer. The cartel's lawyer. She was basically the handler. And she, she, she fixed everything She was in the killed States. at the end of season three, which I did not... By the cartel. I did By the cartel, which I did not in see coming. In front of the birds. Which so, I, I, I did so not see coming. They, they were having a little bit of a, a standoff where she was trying to take over the casino control from the birds. She was trying to convince the cartel that she was the one who should be running the casinos and not the birds. And the birds didn't know that. She was double-crossing them. And so the cartel showed their colors and said, you know what? We're going... We have a choice now. We have a choice between our lawyer and the birds. And we're going with the birds. That, that message was very clear at the what's end. What's interesting... Or for, that also ups the stakes and me, the pressure on the birds. Now, you've watched it more recently, so you can tell me. I don't think season two had a moment like this. Like, I was genuinely shocked... Me too. As a viewer in season one, when um, Mrs. Snell, whatever her first name is, Darlene. she when Darlene kills the cartel head, he isn't actually that he's like the second in command or whatever. Yeah, but like, she she he calls them a redneck. So, but, so, so it makes a redneck comment, which is not allowed. In but her. I was genuinely shocked at that moment, and I was genuinely shocked in the finale of season three. I was genuinely shocked in episode one when. With when, all the deaths. With true, true. But I guess I um in season three when uh the lawyer character mm-hmm. was killed, there wasn't was there a um, shocking death in season two? Maybe you know, I I was somewhat shocked when first when Wendy was kidnapped. 
Well, I didn't see the kidnapping coming. That's not a death. And then the kidnapped uh, by, by there were a couple of characters by we the haven't talked about by the yeah. minister. The minister character. who was unknowingly allowing for drugs to be distributed during his church services. And, and we also haven't talked he about became bitter and his wife disappeared. In season one and season two, there was a fairly large side plot with a FBI agent. Ah, um, yes. who we haven't spoken about. He was. It's a, all side stuff. I sort of. I liked him though. Uh, he, he was. It wasn't. He the wasn't super always, side. The cops are always around, right? I think it's fair to say in these kinds of shows, the cops are always two steps behind but the he criminals. Had a, he had an interesting um, relationship with the... Um, yeah, Ruth, Ruth's uncle, yes. who is like FBI agent who's gay, creates a relationship with a man who is close to somebody who is working for Marty Bird. So who he's has to hide to, it? Like, he's like, because it's stereotypical in. in the... Um, which we say the Ozarks. What's, have, what state are they actually in? Well, it borders is it, Missouri. Is it so, in Missouri? Well, it borders uh, Missouri. I think it's over the other. So is it Arkansas? I don't but we, know. There was an interesting... I do think the show... It shows our, our ignorance for the United States. I, I do think the show lost a little bit of something, when but, he, it, when he but it gained other things. It took on other fe- female empowerment, other things in the later seasons, but it had an interesting... And I know you say as I, that's my word, but it had an interesting yes. dynamic. If in, I took a shot every time you said that, I'd be so. Drunk. It had a fascinating dynamic in season one with the the homosexual angle between the yeah, I thought and, so too. And that's lost in the later seasons. Well, I mean, at least with season three, the FBI agent is female and black, by the way. So at least we get some more. Well, um, we also have we also have the you also have the uh, black lover of the FBI agent from seasons one and two, True. you have him as well. So the Ozarks are like very firmly in Missouri, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're talking about a show called Ozark on Netflix and we're not even, it took you looking it up. To, well, I knew to it confirm. was near Missouri. I, I knew that because of the Missouri mob. I mean that they're, they're known as the Missouri mob. Yeah. So, but I wasn't sure if they were like over a border or not, but they're there. It's very, very much so in so, it's like right in the middle of the state. It's like in the heart of the state. So the I posed this question earlier, and it was a leading question because I have a definite answer. But are the you you you, you wrote on the agenda? Are the birds are the birds good parents? Which I want to talk about, which we haven't they, yet. They but are they be. good people? And I think th- definitively the answer no. is they're not good people. No, they're not. Um, they trick people. They lie to people. But I, I think Marty is Marty's a better, better person. Yeah, he is. He's better than Wendy. Which I agree. I wouldn't have said that. That's not evident in season one. In season one, no, it's not. No, his in season one, the only the only real glimpse of that you get from from Wendy is that she has an affair, but and that's Marty, really the only thing you think of that she's doing wrong. But Marty, but you can also justify that by like he's like a husband who's never there. What whatever you can yeah. like justify it. I mean, but Mar- Marty accidentally like. He he lets his firearm go off and it grazes the neck of the preacher in an attempt to save his wife. Preacher dies and Marty is wrought with guilt. So I mean, for weeks he's not sleeping, he gets insomnia, he's he's like looking terribly unhealthy, and Wendy is okay with it. I remember she, being she can compartmentalize. I she can and she's more ruthless. Like this this yeah, this, is, she, this really she comes out in season two. Too. Like she she becomes the star of the show. Yes. In performance. I mean, Jason Bateman is very is, much like Jason House of ba- Cards, honestly, with, with, mm, I disagree where there's the star of the show. Who's very cunning and who's kind of an anti-hero. I don't think that, um, 
while he was still on the show, I don't think that Kevin Spacey was ever down. Like, I don't think, um, shoot, what's her, um, uh, I can't think of her name now. She was married to, um, Penn, but, but she, but she divorced him. Um, she's not, yeah, she's got the short, she's hair. not married to Penn anymore. Um, Robin Wright, Robin Wright. Yes. I'm thinking Robin, Robin Wright Penn, but it's Robin Wright. Yeah. She never over, she never over takes, um, Francis in his cunning and his, his his she's equal she, she's I, equal. i don't think he's she's i think she's she like is in the last season as or much in the, in the second to last in season as five. much as i haven't she, seen season six. as much as francis is like as much as she is striving for power i think well maybe i think maybe it has in to house be, of cards they're equally bad i don't and in the ozarks i think that in, her, in i the, guess i don't want to talk about house of cards for yeah. any length of time but i think that francis was always more ambitious in his power and more willing and cunning and ruthless he, I mean, he literally yeah. killed somebody in season one. Well, I don't think, I don't, to, uh, to, to. Would, would Wendy Bird do the same thing, yeah, I guess, is see, the question. I guess to, to, to make the analogy, back. to make the analogy between House of Cards, I don't think Robin Wright's character would have gone to the, like, would have done the, lengths, the things. No. But I do think, I think Wendy Bird would do worse. Yeah. And so I think she's even. I, I think she still puts it under. She puts it under the guise of I'm doing it for the family, mm. as does. As, That's as not does how I read it. Husband, which is I interesting. I want to hear. I don't think she really does. I think she does it for herself. She's a modern day Hamlet. Oh, see, I don't think she. Her ambition is too much. That's interesting to hear you say that because I don't even read it as if she's lying to herself. Like you're kind of implying that like she to herself she says I'm doing it for the family. I think, think she's, she's doing it, and she knows. by season three. Season two, you could make the argument, but by season three, I think she's fully aware that she just wants some power. She has got herself in a place of power, and she's with this powerful cartel, and she and she wants it makes more. her feel strong. And it, it and I think there's she, still some... I think she knows who she is and the length she's willing to go. Yeah, I and think I think she they're still farther some... than Marty is going to go. For I, sure. I agree with you there. I think she is willing to go farther than Marty. And and from that standpoint, when we say are they good people, I think Marty is still redeemable, and I think Wendy is is going down the pathway of not. Well, I completely not. agree. Like I think Marty is still has a heart of a heart of a good person in him, but I think Wendy is. Um, I wouldn't put her at psychopath, but she's close. No, where well, she almost I doesn't put her feel as psychopath. No, either, no, but, but if psychopath is somebody that doesn't feel remorse for. For the she, things that they do, she does. She's, she's close, though. She does, though, because I wouldn't even put her at psychopath. Because I didn't either. I said she's close, but because she spends like a full like two episodes, um, and sort of like she's she's in emotional turmoil over what she chose to do her to brother. her brother. But that's a family member. It's different. But which I want to hear in a second. We haven't got to that character. Let me let, let me save that for a minute because I have a discussion about that character. Um, but I think she is a totally ruthless character who would she's she kill is anybody other than her immediate family. Yeah. I think her son and daughter and husband are obviously safe. Like yep. she loves them, but I think anybody else she would Well, and at family in general, yes. But, but I remember being not But you don't see that in season 1. It comes out, it starts to come out in season 2, and then in season 3 when she starts to make decisions that are contrary to her husband. That's when you really see this well, bitch is crazy. I already, well, not crazy. She's I not went Snell, into but. season three assuming that. Yeah. Because I was, as I actually just said, you know, 10 minutes ago or well, whatever. You, you, you get it I, in season two when she 
chooses to burn down the Snell's poppies. Well, that that right there, I think, is her I think transition. Her official, like, I am doing this bitch. 10, 15 minutes ago or whatever, I was saying that, like, I was genuinely shocked at the end of season one when um, Darlene Snell killed the cartel leader. And at the end of season three, I was genuinely shocked that Marty, or, or that um, the cartel chose to kill the lawyer. Yeah. But, and I was like, oh, there wasn't anything, like, as surprising in season two. But that's not true. I was genuinely surprised, and season three wasn't a surprise to me where it went, because at the end of season two, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. Wendy is, like, Wendy's she's, she's all over. in. She isn't 80% in. No, she's she's 100% yeah. in. It's evident- Marty wanted to get out. He yep. wanted to get his family out. And she's like, no, yeah. no, we are criminals now. She's she. This isn't about this us. This is our life. This isn't yeah. us laundering money because we're in with the cartel. I would I would do these illegal activities if we had no obligation well, to the cartel, that's which the I is, think is the difference between her and Marty. Now Marty's doing it because he's he's indebted to the cartel. She's in yeah, it for the and power. And he's looking for a way out. Well, and and that's the thing. She's like, well, now that we're in the in it, now that we're in the cartel, instead of getting out, let's just go higher off exactly. of the cartel. And that like, was actually... He's a, like, I'm in the cartel. I'm looking for an exit. She's like, I'm in the cartel. I'm was, in it. Might as well the, make the best of it and That go was off. the surprising shock of the end of season two, which I and, I didn't give enough weight to a few minutes ago, but that actually was yeah. surprising to it's, me because like... Throughout it doesn't season, hit you as hard because it's not a death. It's not a death, but... but is it a death? I will it's, say... It's a, it's a metaphorical death true, of true, the true. old I will Wendy. say... Well, that, that I mean, that's a great point because I was just about to say that I did think throughout season two, like, how, where is Wendy's character going? Is she wavering she between good and bad? But too. at the end of season two, she is clearly yeah. full Heisenberg, you know, to, you know, to use Breaking Bad reference. <laughs> With and, hair. And um, so, so I want to jump to uh, the brother uh, from season three. Wendy's brother. Now, I'm only. Younger brother. I'm basing this on. He's like in his 30s. I'm he's bipolar. basing this on one podcast, but it's a podcast that I put a lot of um, weight into. I don't listen to every episode, but when I do, I put a lot of weight into how I think the um, podcast hosts think about things. So Slash Filmcast, is a po- I mm-hmm. listen to that when they review something or talk about something that I've watched. And throughout through through this whole COVID thing, they're doing um, some re- retro reviews and things. I've, I actually have not listened to them in quite a while, months. But they talked about um, uh, season three – and on that podcast, um, you I, I know you probably don't didn't listen to it, but I Jeff did not. Jeff Kanata is a huge fan, and David Chen isn't. Okay. And they talked about so that means if you listen to the podcast, that means something to you, which I know it does. The Heidi. it does, yeah. Um, well, I know their personalities, but just like anyone who a, listens to us, they had a lengthy us. discussion about, and I actually hadn't put that much thought into it, but they had a lengthy discussion about the brother character and how much he's needed and. Was it weak writing that they brought this character who wasn't even really mentioned beyond like a single line that like um, Wendy mentioned in a previous season? Like I have a yeah. brother, and so they bring this brother character in whose sole role is to sort of pull on the heartstrings, like tug. Like they couldn't develop. So David Chen on the podcast, his his argument was against this character, and he was saying it shouldn't exist. He was saying that this character was brought in as artificial basically as artificial um turmoil mm-hmm. artificial not artificial but like artificial drama because they the they stories di- like they as didn't, if the stories they didn't to... have enough with the characters that they had and they brought this like character in in season three 
that hasn't been mentioned and he plays a big role, but they should have like tried to develop things with the characters they already had versus bringing in this new character. What did you think of the brother character? I wasn't, I, I liked the brother character. I liked him a lot. Actually. I, I liked his personality. I, I felt bad for him. I liked that. He gave Ruth some love. Ruth has very little love. She's very lonely, especially with what happened with Wyatt and, you know, like their whole relationship went sour with the death of Wyatt's dad and her, you know, who's also her uncle, their cousins. And she, you know, she revealed what happened to him in season three. And she's very lonely. She leads a very lonely life. Even though she's making all this money with Marty, her dad has it so in her head that Langmores can't be any better than what they are. And that even though she's got the money, she's stuck in this trailer park. Um, I like that he brought love to her and he loved her for who she was. The swearing, crude, rude person that she was. He loved her. And I really like that because I think Ruth deserved it. That Can I like take a complete side to everything we've talked Since about? Since when for a have second? you ever asked permission to do that? Like- <laughs> I, I, a question just popped in my head that for some reason I have to know an answer. I can, it can say a, a single name and we'll, we'll move on. If you could be friends... Like, friends with one character on the show, who would it be? Probably Wyatt. That is not... I was like, I thought, like, I was like, oh, she's going to say Ruth. No, probably Wyatt. Okay. Keep keep going with her. He's pensive. I don't know why that, like, question just popped in my head. Like, who would Heidi, like, socialize with on this show? Yeah, probably Wyatt. Yeah, much much like the daughter from the birds. I think for me it would be Marty. I, I don't know. I, like... I think Marty's there. Actually, it probably would have been Rachel. I think her name is Rachel, the the owner of the um You're not... hotel who then went like crazy. True, true. Like well. druggy. But probably it probably actually would have been her at first, but then if not her then Wyatt. I okay. Think interesting, been. interesting. I would say I relate not re- well relate as much as I can to not being a criminal, but I would I would feel like I would like to, you know, have 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 a beer and hang out with Marty. So. I have a very strong personality. All right, go ahead. I don't I don't deal well with other type A's as much. So Ruth and I would probably butt heads. Um, For some reason, I thought your answer would be Ruth. Yeah, I don't. But think my so. answer is Marty. Yeah, and so, so it's interesting to hear. Um, what were we talking about? The now? brother, the brother. Oh character. yeah, no, I I like the brother. I like that he brought love to Ruth. I I think she deserved that, and. You know, I I can't fault David Chen for his argument that this character was brought in and then taken away. Yeah, but we've never seen him how, before, and he. How many other shows do that? There is a new guest character pretty much every season in the Flash. If you think about the Flash, like that's that is not an unusual trope in writing. Is R. to bring R. someone in to, R. Sh- R. to shake things up. R.I.P. Um, the daughter. I really liked her character. Yeah, well, I forget her character's name, but and and Wally, and I mean that's <laughs> that's that's not an unusual thing to have a cast member who's like in for a season and then by circumstance goes away. Like it, it's and and like I said, it if you look at the Flash's record, it happens every season. Now I so but so anyway, my- going back to it, like I I don't mind that he was a character. I think it showed a softer side that that Wendy has a softer side. I think it brought out like I'm glad it had love. Um. I was pretty certain that he was going to die in that season. They had Buddy. So so the analogy to him was Buddy, who is the guy living in their house. He was lucky enough to survive for two seasons, but we all knew he was going to die because he had a terminal illness. So when the Buddy character was gone, that left a gap. So now that the brother character is gone, there's another gap. I guarantee you somebody new will show up in season four that fills that um, 
that bit part, that that character actor role. There's always a character so, actor. That's that's just like how shows are written. There. So prior, well, not necessarily. I I don't think Breaking Bad. Breaking did that. Bad didn't. No, no, I think, no. That's not true because that's Skinny Pete. And that's, no, he that's was in there badger. from season one. He, they were in there. But I guess, regardless, I want to jump in and say that like I also really became attached to the brother character. Yeah. But I don't discount criticisms of this character being sure manufactured drama, I guess. I mean, as much as like every TV show is manufactured drama. But I think but he's also showing the like consequences of the lifestyle that Wendy and Michael have. Like, I think, and, and I think have. a lot, I think a big part of it is the actor. I don't know his name. I've never seen him in anything else, but I actually really like that actor. And I feel like this part played by somebody else could have been an annoying, mm-hmm. um, part, a, because he was brought in like this character is basically there to, Cause turmoil between. Sure, he ca- he causes tension. They're afraid to, he's going to out them. To, yeah, exactly. To it, to it actually saved Ruth's life though. Because... To bring out, and exactly just just what you said. And with another actor, this I'm not saying this is the only actor. I actually find it very annoying. I was thinking about this. Like I I thought about this lots of times. When you hear like in like commentary I'm I'm a big commentary guy. Like when you hear in commentaries, this is this is the only actor who could have portrayed this character. This is the only director who could have yeah, made this you're movie. Like, well, really? Are no, you sure? No, that's not true. Like I'm a huge Superman fan. A few weeks ago, you know, we were working from home. I'm watching rewatching the Superman documentaries on the making of the movie. It's like, oh, Richard Donner is the only person who could have made this movie. Do I think Richard Donner is the only person who could have made Superman the movie? No, but and so I don't. So what, yes, what I'm saying, but, but I don't is, think he that, is perfect for. That I don't role think this character is the well. only like this actor is the only person who could have played this role. But he did it. He was he, right for the part. He, he yes, exactly because he because he, he rode that line where the character probably could have been annoying. But he wasn't. I feel like it was the actor. Yeah, I liked it. Bringing what you know he what? brought to the role because he 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 brought a vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he he and he brought, and he brought life and energy. And he brought life and energy. And he brought an abrasiveness. Like he was an abrasive character. Yeah. But and 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 he was sort of supposed. To, I kind of got the idea that he's supposed to be kind of the audience surrogate. He's like trying to point out how a little re- bit. Trying to put yeah. out how ridiculous, like, like, well, like, because he comes, because he's he a breath of fresh air from Buddy. Because he comes to the party, the um, the like, he's um, like, what the on, fuck? Yeah, he's like, yeah. what are you? And he comes to the party. He's like, do you know everybody here? Or not everybody, but like the people, they're cr- and you're you, crazy. Yeah, there, there, there's criminal activity going on. He's trying to bring that to light. And they're like, yeah. And so he's a character that could definitely be divisive. And I actually hadn't given. I listened to this last film cast. You know, we've, yeah. we've had talks about this. Like, you know, how much do you dwell on a podcast or, you know, dwell on a, a show or a movie yeah. before you listen to a podcast or review of it? I dove right into that. There's probably, a reason that I don't listen probably, to anything pro- right away. Probably the day after. And I really wasn't even aware that there was this criticism. But David Chen mentioned that online, the brother character is a very divisive character. And I hadn't considered that because i liked his character right but i was like oh i guess yeah i guess yeah. he could well, be i guess there's probably a similar it's sort of the soap opera 
It's sort of the soap Dar- opera. Darlene's now. It's sort of the soap opera thing, or like the, the the cliche of oh, the long lost brother, the long lost character has yeah. come into the show to like yeah, you know, and shake things up, shake things well, up. I think we need to expect something similar is going to happen. All right, let's because we have two voices. Let's now. dive into season four. So I think that we're gonna see more of Darlene's now. I think she's a major player in this, and because of that, I think Wyatt will be too. And I know you're like, well, why it's inconsequential, whatever. Well, I, well, actually, I'm, I'm. We talked two seconds ago about if we were going to edit this out or not, but we had lost some audio. Um, yeah, we lost a good twenty minutes or so. Twenty minutes Oops. or so talking about season four. So now we're trying to recreate it. So I'm not sure if it's you're not going to recreate. If, I'm not sure if you're going to hear me um, talk as much about um, Wyatt as I had before, but I didn't think Wyatt was a very in, um, consequential character in season two or in season three. And so I hadn't really even given that character much thought. So earlier when you were asked me like Wyatt live or die, it like took me out of the moment for a second. Cause I was like, I actually hadn't even yeah. given two thoughts about this character. So getting back, what I think is going to happen in season four, I think the bird kids are going to come out of it. Um, as unscathed as possible. They both have some questionable morality, or at least they've been exposed to questionable morality, so we'll see. But I don't think either of them are going to die. I think we're going to see a showdown between the Snells, well, Wendy, I keep saying Wendy, Darlene (laughs) and Wyatt, and possibly Ruth. She's a wild card. I don't know which way she's going to go, but I think that Darlene is scornful. She hates Wendy. She hates Marty, and she has convinced Wyatt to also hate Marty um, although Ruth killed Wyatt's father, I think Darlene has convinced Wyatt that Marty is really the soul, like the root of the problem. So I think there's going to be some kind of a showdown with them trying to undermine Marty in the business. Marty's going to have some other problems with the cartel, but the like major gang wars that were going on, those were taken care of. That's gone. So like that pressure is gone. So I don't know what the other cartel problem's going to be like i feel like the cartel's kind of going to be happy now like they they have their people they've chosen the birds well the birds still have to launder the money like they still have to be of value to the cartel right. but they have two casinos to launder all the money now so well, they just need to get the I fbi off their backs to your point which i'm not sure if this was in the lost content or not but i had originally said that i didn't think the new fbi female character was going to play much of a role and you thought she would i do but i guess the argument to say that she would is because there's going to need to be more casino boat somewhere um content yeah um storyline well, and marty and has, has told them i don't think he's it's going to turn her i don't think it's a foregone conclusion that's going to be easy like you're just a second ago you, you know you're like Oh, they have two casinos to launder money through. Like, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion that they're just going to be e- right. well, able to easily launder money be- through the casino. Because the FBI is still there. They're still on their back. And Marty keeps promising that he will launder more money as soon as he turns the agent or the FBI goes away. She made it very clear the FBI is there to stay for quite some time. So he has to turn her. So I'm hoping that that doesn't lead to a boring season four. I, I suspect that the first seven episodes of season four, or at least the first three or four, might be on the slower side, like I think season it, two. But then I think it's going to ramp up quick. Slower, and slower to me. I've, slow, I'm, slow I'm is a big, still fast relative to well, other shows. Well, no. So. I guess what I'm saying is slow does not have to be... Um, boring? Not interesting. Like, yeah. one of my... Fa- I, I, I actually have to if whenever we do a favorite movies list 
I don't know where this would fall in there, if it's even in the top 10 or where it is on the list, but I really, really like The Social Network. It's I just rewatched it the other day during work. It's got to be on the list. I mean, part of it is um, Trent Reznor, my favorite artist, is doing the music for the movie, but that movie is all talking. It's all lawsuits, people sitting in rooms talking to each other, and I yeah. find every frame of that movie fascinating. Um, David Fincher, he's not my favorite filmmaker, by far, but I think the social network is an expertly made film that is just people talking. And so I think to your point, I think season, if it is just talking, it could be slow, but it could be, I don't think the whole season is going to be that way, but I do think the first half or maybe the first half of the first half. So the first quarter might be like that, but I do think it's going to ramp up. True Ozark form has been lots of violence. So I think we'll get that violence. So one thing, one thing we didn't talk about, even in the lost content, the 20 minutes or so that were lost, was the void that is left by the lawyer. Do we think that, I mean, Wendy's not a lawyer. Marty's not a lawyer. Do we think they're going to try to fill some sort of a... a the, the cartel needs a lawyer. The lawyer role or like, um, I mean... Yeah, I think they've had somebody... If you're smart, you always have a succession plan. All good businesses have a succession plan for their leaders. Somebody else is next in line. We might have never seen them. So, like you talked about the brother, there's this there's going to be this other character who has been a part of the cartel but hasn't been established to our world. Someone's going to turn up. I don't know who it'll be, male, female, whatever, but I I think someone else will turn up because a cartel needs a lawyer. It's a great point. Um so for I was thinking we had a discussion um again i keep saying the lost content we had a discussion about oh, who was gonna live or die which to be fair we've had a lot of episodes um yeah we don't lose content very we don't often. lose content yeah we just have blame to, the bluey we happen to pause and go to the bathroom and it, uh it's clearly on me i mean it's not on you it's clearly on me who's who's handling the recording yeah, equipment it, it is and whatever. um but we talked about characters who were going to live or die and I think the show has a morality that it is not necessarily aligning with, but that it's it's it sort of does have a morality that is touting that is touting as right and wrong. And I think the show is setting up certain characters as being more moral than others, and more more morally righteous than others. And I yeah. think it's it's so you, so you it's, think it's, the it's ones with Marty, scruples will Marty live. is I think the show is setting is showing or showing trying to show us that marty is more moral from a a, from a a a morality standpoint or at least he has more guilt if you still go through with the act i might argue that you're just as immoral but but he wants to get out he wants so i guess i think um, does he want to get out just because he's afraid to die or because he i think i think marty is going to live no matter what happens in season four now to subvert expectations, it would be interesting if Marty died. Like, what yeah, would happen? I, I wouldn't be but, surprised if he was a an accidental or a casual, like a casualty of something broader. Like, not that somebody was I, was selected to kill him intentionally, but through some other random events, he dies. But I, I sort I of, w- I, I sort of, I sort of think that um, Wendy is going to die. Um, her ambition's going to get the best of her. It, I that's think. what I think. Yeah, I she's going to try to rise too high. I think she's going to, you know, Icarus. Yep. She's going to try to get too yeah, close to the I sun, think right. and I think she's going to die. Do I? Now I'm not. And sure. I think the cartel will be the ones to do it. See, I was just getting ready to say that I'm not sure if it's going to be the cartel, Don't or if it's going to be, or if it's going to be the law. Like, just um, uh-huh. she's like, because I think that the cartel could. I think Marty's um, too good 
at what he does. Could well, I think. I think the well, cartel is. So you were just talking about Darlene and the cartel. She doesn't always know do where you her think place that the, is. What do you think the FBI's place is going to be in terms of um, the, hon- in in honing in on the cartel's actions and trying to put a stop to the cartel? So to me, the foil for Marty is the FBI lady. Like he and her are the ones battling. And what's the foil for Wendy? The cartel boss. Like if I think about season three. She called him like he he has told her like, bitch, I am like, you don't cross me. Like, I call you. You don't call me. Like He has put down the law yes, yeah. a couple of times with mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think she is fearful enough of him. Maybe actually maybe with the death of the lawyer, she will be that that actually could be. You know, up until that see, point, now that I'm thinking about the death of the lawyer, maybe I, she's like, I don't want to cross this guy. I could see it going either way but, to to that point. I, I can see it going that I way. I can see her pissing him off and off I where he's see, like, I don't need you. I could see it going the opposite way where she's feels even more empowered with the lawyer's death that... I'm untouchable? I won. Yeah. Like, this was sort of like the birds against the lawyer at the yeah, end. Yeah, and they won. And they won. And so I think she... I could see it going the way that you were just describing, mm-hmm. that, like, she's more fearful fearful because well, of what happened. Because but also, the lawyer was supposedly, like, an untouchable, you I know? feel like... Yeah, exactly. But she wasn't. I feel like now Wendy might feel like, well, I'm now yeah. an untouchable. And so I could see it going either it way. It feeds into Icarus, I'm not sure. Like I'm not sure which way it's going to go there. And I think Darlene Snell is going to be, like, the main the main focus that they're trying to like, like she's going to try to get her business up and running. And so they're going to be battling her, but there's going to be something else with the cartel in the background. There's got to be. Are there any, like she's, I feel like she's almost a distraction. This is a leading question. Cause I was going to say like, are there any storylines that like you think are going to happen in season four that you don't care that much about? And I guess the reason I say it's leading is because I don't care about the Darlene character anymore. I know you don't, and and but I I but think I, that I think you're right. That they she's made it going very to, clear in the end of season three the I way think, that she went and shot the balls off the guy who was mm-hmm. like, um, I think you're right. Who is messing with with Ruth? She's getting she's trying to get Ruth on her side. Then I, she goes and she meets with the with the Missouri mob leader who feels like he's been double crossed. I I think you're right there too. I think there is something leading like that. They wouldn't spend the time to put that in the episodes if it wasn't leading this. I think you're right. Now, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like that character. And she also said at the end that, like, it's time to start growing again. Yeah. So clearly they're going to start their poppy production again. Now, is there anything that you hope maybe take a backseat or not? I mean, I don't have anything, but, like, is there, like, do you want to see more of the kids or, like, anything that, like, took a. Like,. Their, I feel their like morality the, is already questionable. Like, I feel like the daughter. I don't want more. Of I them. feel like the daughter took a backseat in season three. She had a whole emancipation thing in season yeah. two, and I feel they like worked she worked out a deal. I think she took sort of a backseat. She was sort of just the friend to the lawyer's um, she daughter. She worked in their office. Like, yeah, she but, was complicit. I don't think she, she was complicit, but I don't think she actually had much of a no. role to do herself. No, other than like. Like befriending the, the and lawyer's daughter. The, the um, I don't um, want the Jonah kids. the son. Yeah. He was he had a sort of a role to play with the brother character. Yeah, I don't think I think the daughter was sort of sidelined in season three. Mm-hmm. Um, Personally, I kind of want to get back to her. I don't. I would. I would rather they just kind of continue to be on the wayside and on on the sidelines. I found because I don't want them to be casualties. I, I found. Well, I don't want them to be casualties. Just, just I, like getting back to Breaking Bad, like you mentioned. Just like like um. 
Walter White's son, um, well, Walter Walt Jr., but then he changes his Flynn. name, Flynn. Yeah, <laughs> like just like he's a marginal character in that show, like things are happening to him, but we don't see much of him. I would like that of the kids. I I I, I agree, but I found the the emancipation plot and the the strife between. Yeah, but parents and children to be interesting. That's gone now, though. Like they've worked through well, all I don't, of it. I don't know what else they. Would I don't work know through. if it's gone. Well, I think it's gone because the writers didn't think it was as interesting. The only thing I could see I happening feel, is Jonah gets a little too involved in the family. I don't business. feel like it was a natural being gone. That like it. Eh. I don't feel like the daughter would not want to be part of the family in season two was naturally resolved. Now the writers made it. it I, I don't know. I think it was like they, the writers like made it go away. Basically there was, tension. there was a bunch of tension. They solved it. And the, the daughter realized they need to be, I didn't have think they solved it. I read it as like, yeah, that wasn't a route we were going to, we're going to, we're going to course correct here. We're not really that interested in her emancipation yeah. plot, but I, not that I, that was a C plot if best, but I wouldn't mind seeing where that goes because I kind of like the idea of like Jonah that. being on Jonah sort of being I I, I kind of like that economy of like one child being kind of for what the family's doing Jonah is yeah. where and one being totally against it which was I unfortunately I I keep saying the boy's name but I don't actually know the the, the, daughter's, the daughter's name, name but the where one you know Jonah's for what the family is doing the the illegal activity and he's okay with it and the daughter's not she wants out. And I thought that well, was we, we might get a little bit of that, but I I don't think they're gonna be like to your point. I mean they're they're going to be on screen because they're the kids and the kids are the drivers. Her name's Charlotte, by the way. Charlotte. Um, that's right. Oh, they, they they completely abandoned her. Sw- I noticed this. I I didn't really notice this during my own rewatch or my own watching, but I noticed it when you were rewatching it that they sort of abandoned. Uh, of talk about abandoned plots. I mean, it's not that it was on a huge plot to begin with, but her swimming was pretty much gone after season one. Her being on the swim team, it just was gone. It yeah. didn't. <laughs> well, again, because like she worked through the conflict. Once the, which, co- once the conflict's gone, there's no need to which, mention it again. Which I didn't notice until I would. I was seeing you rewatch yeah. things that um, she made. Like she wasn't sure if she would join the swim team or not. So there was conflict. She ended up joining the swim team. She got along fine with the girls, and that was it. Yeah, she was joining, but I don't see the character who's in season three being on the swim team. No, because she's working in the so family I don't business. think she's on the swim team anymore. It's possible. Who cares? Well, we spent a bunch of time in season. I don't necessarily care. All I'm saying is that it there wasn't is, a bunch. Of, I mean, that's that's as much, teenagers. Though, as much like, praise as I put on the show, there is inconsistencies in the writing. But that's also teenagers. They're into something one year and not of it the next. Like that's not uncommon in just real life. Like true. I feel like it should. To so be, like all, I guess to satisfy you, she needs to make a flippant comment of like, well. I, I don't really like this one. Yeah, I'm going to quit because we spend the the only reason I say that is because I only care because the writers made me care. I don't necessarily. I don't don't care that she was on the swim team. I don't know. I guess you're stuck on something that I thought was the writers of season one. I'm not stuck on it. it I I wouldn't say they got stuck on it. It was a side plot. But the writers made me care. I don't even think it was a side plot. It was a deep plot. Do you not agree, though? Well, did the writers make you care that she no her oh okay well then the writers then do you think the writers failed in season one I don't think they failed in season one no I didn't care though like yeah so I mean, she, if you didn't she was care then should something it, that any should other it have been cut would. out of season one though if you didn't care it was an aspect of her life it didn't if you need didn't, to be cut out but I guess I didn't all I'm saying care. is if you didn't care why was it in there in the first it place? it made her a richer character in the fact that there was something that she wanted or wasn't sure about. Mm-hmm. It, it kept her from being shallow, but whether she chose to join the swim team or not, eh, it just showed that she had something that she was considering, that she had other 
um, facets to her. That's, that's all. A gr- that's a great point. But so I don't have anything. I, don't, I didn't care what if she joined or not. Well, I didn't either. But I mean, the writing of a TV show can make me care about things that I wouldn't think I would care about. But yeah. because you've written them in a great way, that yeah, you huh? make me, you make you make this these characters compelling, and I feel like then you like. The only the only thing I'm saying is I don't care if she's on the swim team. I cared if she the, emancipated from her family or not. But what but I'm saying, if she joined the swim team, I didn't care. Well, it isn't that she joined the swim team. What I'm saying is the writers did such a good job that I'm sitting here as an audience member thinking, well, what happened with that yeah. plot? And they've and, and and all I'm saying, all I'm saying is that they did such a good job of making it, her feel like a well-rounded. For, I felt like she was three-dimensional in season one, and I felt like she was two-dimensional in seasons two and three. And that's it, though. Yeah. But she's I, a side I think character. There, I think there were dimensions still in three with, and, with the aspect of her relationship. But I, I she's like, a side character, so it's not really that big of a ultimately, deal. Ultimately, we'll see what what brings season four around. Maybe they will, maybe were, because she's older, she'll have more depth. We'll see. And you were looking it up, and we there's the um just based on the timeline of when seasons one two and three were released the estimate is that uh mid to late 2021 so like a whole full year from now which i might have to go for a rewatch before before then like once they once they release um the start date i wouldn't be surprised if we rewatched it and have different thoughts i should rewatch it um yeah and what's funny is it's not even the oldest that's like the least of my memory it's season two i feel like season two is the least in my memory um so I almost should rewatch season two if I were, if yeah. I rewatch anything. Although I should rewatch it all. Um, so I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? No, I don't think so. And 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 um. Too bad you guys missed another yeah, twenty minutes. If you're minutes curious, try to find, try to track down those twenty minutes that were lost. Um, <laughs> figure out how to how to track that down because we did talk um, off your twenty more minutes hard drive that never I th- actually. Recorded. I think we talked more about the brother and we got into some different things. But but we also in trying to get back to this, we actually went down some different routes that we didn't uh, before and wrapping up the ep- wrapping up the episode before. So with that, everyone, stay geeky.